It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast is proudly sponsored by The Terrace, the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandise. Check out their range of forest merch by visiting theterrastore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. We are recording after a memorable and enjoyable FA Cup victory over Arsenal. It finished 1-0 to Forest, and it's a repeat of 2018. Forest knocking Arsenal out of the cup in the third round at the city ground, and another brilliant night for Forest fans to enjoy. The game itself was probably for the first hour or so, wasn't the most exciting. I think it was more of an intriguing battle tactically, how Forest set themselves up against a top four side and how they, they navigated that that threat and the, the quality that these top four Premier League sides offer. But in the second half, midway through, the game started to spice up a bit and Forrest got on top. Chances for Zinkenagel after a great run by Brennan Johnson. His cross came in. Zinkenagel's shot was saved. James Garner went close with a free kick that burned Leno, palmed away. But the big moment, the moment that we're all going to remember, 83 minutes, Ryan Yates down the right-hand side, puts in a peach of a cross, and Lewis Grabbin is there to tuck it home and give the Reds a memorable victory and a place in the fourth round of the FA Cup. A brilliant night, and I've got somebody alongside me, our very own Tom Newton, who was there in amongst it all at the city ground. Tom, how are you feeling after that? Have you come down yet? Um, no, I'm still up there. I, I, it was an absolutely brilliant um, evening um, on Trent's side. And I mean, um, prior to it, well, when the draw was made a few weeks ago, you think, oh, here we go, it's Arsenal again. But you never, um, um, yeah, you need, you never get bored of beating a, um, a top Premier League side and uh, we've done it um, again. And it, like I said, the atmosphere was brilliant and uh, for a Forest fan, the match was brilliant. And yeah, it was a really good um, evening down on Trent's side. 
I was a little bit worried about the draw just based off the last time that we played Arsenal. Granted, it was at the Emirates, but the 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 League Cup game that finished five nil and Arsenal were on a different level that night. But tonight it was it was a much more level playing field and a far more competitive game. Yeah, I mean, in, when we played the likes of Chelsea and then um, Arsenal and Carabao Cup a couple of years ago. Um, we've pl- basically played a, um, like a um, scratch second eleven, really. And when I was at the in the TBI, and when the teams come through, I thought fair play for Forrest for actually going because uh, I thought he made changes. I thought you like um, will probably play um, some of the kids, but no, he's uh, he's put uh, Samba in and everything. And I was pleasantly surprised with the team he put out. And you think, yeah, we could get out of these because if you looked at the Arsenal side, um, their front four. Um, Martinelli, uh, Nketiah and Sacco and then Odegaard behind. I thought they could really hurt us. But if you look at their back four, I think with the quality we had on the pitch that night, if we get into the right areas, we could um, hurt Arsenal. And um, even though there wasn't loads of chances in the game, um, over the 90 minutes, Forrest deserved that um, this evening. And I will go on record and say, and that is probably the most disciplined Forest performance I've ever seen because you look at Arsenal you know that you've got quality you know you've got internationals all over the field but it was a case of like Forest saying well you have the ball but you are not going to break us down and they never got behind us once and Bree Sambers probably had the easiest game in his career against a team who's got ambitions of being in the top four of the Premier League and being in the Champions League and Forest every single player on that pitch and along with the fans and Steve Cooper were excellent tonight. Everyone played their part, didn't they? It was as a collective performance. It was it was fantastic, and I think you're right there with the the discipline that Forest showed. We haven't seen that very often from Forest teams, certainly in the modern era. You you got to go back a good twenty years to see that kind of discipline performance. It was it was yet yeah, really great to see. Just going back on the team, I think the the big thing that stood out was that this is a side that could easily be playing in the league every week. And this is Cooper's strongest team when you when you look at it. The the three at the back, the three central defenders of Worrell, McKenna, and then Steve Cook coming in to make his debut with Spence and Colback on the wings, Yates and Garner in midfield, and then Zink and Argel and Johnson playing behind Keenan Davis, who also made his Reds debut. So that's two of the January signings put in for this game. And I thought both of them, in their own way, were were very good on the night. Steve Cook was, well, he slotted into that defence as if he'd been a Forest player for 10 years, not a Bournemouth player. He was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah, in, he showed that bit of clash. You can see that he's played at a higher level. His calmness on the ball was brilliant and he actually can pick out a pass. And Warwick can play a bit. And we've seen from McKenna, he can play a bit. And having three centre-halves, comfortable on the ball of how Steve Cooper wants to um, play is just going to play um, play in our our hands this season um, for the remaining months because with them being comfortable on the ball it gives everybody a bit of a breather then we can push up and some of the passing what uh, Steve uh, Cook was finding and um, finding Johnson and etc it was brilliant and we have and I mean he's um, only 30 I think so he's got a number of decent years still ahead of him so we have got a top, top player in my eyes. And every time I saw him play for Bournemouth, I thought he was pretty decent. And so, and it's just the pleasure that we got him at the club. I know it's just one game, 
But if he can do that against top class opposition, then you can see him doing that week in, week out in the championship. Yeah, definitely. It bodes well, doesn't it, for, for when he's actually settled in the team and he, he's playing games regularly. Um, so a promising debut from from Steve Cook. I thought um, Keenan Davis as well, he's, he was a real handful for, for the Arsenal defenders and show, had some really nice touches as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when the ball um, come into him, he just had that... You could, you can see where he's been playing his football. I mean, okay, you might look at his goal scoring stats and they're probably not as impressive as others, but you can tell that he's got a, like a bit of a quality and he can um, hold the ball up really, really well. And that is going to play dividends if, say, Graben's uh, unavailable or whatever. And you've got, if he can hold the ball up, you've got Zinconag all around him, um, Brennan Johnson, etc. Then it's, again, that's another. Um, bit of quality that's going to um, be really helpful in the next uh, few months of this season yeah and the early signs on these January signings are that they're really going to enhance the team and and offer something different to what we've already had which is promising we'll yeah. come on to the we'll come on to the the game itself and more so how Forrest approached it they set up as they would normally do in the league with that same kind of system as we've mentioned but they allowed Arsenal plenty of the ball Almost as if to say, come at us and we will we will try and pick you off. But coming back to the, the point you made about how disciplined Forrest were, watching the game, I didn't feel too concerned that Forrest were allowing Arsenal so much possession. Did you feel the same? Um, I, I didn't feel um, concerned because at not one point did they get behind us. There was a couple of times where um, the only danger I thought was when they were like playing through the lines. And the players like Odegaard and Martinelli was coming off the the wings, etc. And they were finding that little pocket of space. And there's a couple of occasions where we didn't pick them up, but um, but like Warrell, McKenna, and um, Cook were like quite happy to, for them to have the ball because they knew that they weren't getting in the space behind. And then you got uh, Sam, who's pretty alert goalkeeper as well. So I wasn't too concerned with Arsenal uh, when they had the ball because. And we've seen it before, they try and like play it around. And I was just confident in how Forrest approached the game that they could be still playing now. And I don't think Arsenal would um, would score because um, Bruce Sambers probably had the easiest game of his career. He's not had one save to make. And this is a team who's got aspirations of being a regular top four um, in the Premier League uh, every season. And Sambers not been bothered. And that's testament, isn't it, to the the level of the performance from the Forest team collectively. Everybody was playing their part. And I think you'd be hard pressed to pick somebody out as or somebody out who who didn't contribute or didn't didn't really step up. I thought they were all excellent. Yeah, I mean it would have been so easy for Forest play uh, well not um, give them a um a disservice, but it was probably so easy that some Forest players could have and gone to press the ball and they would be pulled all over the place but um, no it's like well you can come up the pitch but you're not going to break us down because it was that resolute tonight and, it, and that's testimony to um, Steve Cooper he's, since he's walked in we've mentioned it on the pod in the past he has been a breath of fresh air and it's just a matter of right manager right time at the moment and he gets it and it's nice that we're building something then with the signings what we've made it's nice that we've made them early in January rather than waiting for the last minute and getting some crumbs off the table because the players, what other clubs don't want, it's so refreshing and the club's an excellent place to be at at the moment. Yeah, and I think you, 
you're seeing that with the the quality of player that's coming in and what they're already beginning to offer this foreign yeah. side. I really liked Cooper's post-match interview as well on ITV where he spoke about how he wanted the players to believe that they could perform on such a stage. You know, Premier League opposition live on national TV with a big audience watching. And not only did they perform, but they they got the results and and a fantastic one at that. And I, and I think it's a big victory for Cooper as well, actually. We talk about how good Forrest have been attack-wise under him and the goals that they've scored. But defensively as well, they've, they've been very good. And I think tonight was the real kind of peak of that under Cooper so far. And another thing, it wouldn't have been an easier week for him because obviously the Barnsley game was postponed because of COVID reasons. Uh, according to reports, this game tonight, it was really on a knife edge by Friday, I think it was, that the game might have been postponed because Arsenal had COVID cases. And I'm not like making that as an excuse for them because they lost the game tonight, but they were they had enough quality on that pitch to do something against us and didn't. So, and, But coming back to Forest. We don't know how many COVID cases, so it would have been like a, um, a disjointed week for um, Steve Cooper to get those players believing and getting a game plan in place. I think it's testimony to the players and him of what a result after a tricky week he's had. Absolutely. And even though it feels like a long time ago now, you, you look at the results uh, around Christmas time as well, the, the defeats to Middlesbrough, and Huddersfield on the bounce and then not being able to to respond to that by playing Barnsley and that's another week without a game and then you come on to, to Arsenal and the challenges yeah. that they could face but Forrest stepped up and put in a fantastic performance and and a brilliant result achieved with it as well. Jed Spence again I thought was was excellent he just seems to get better with every game and I had quite a few friends texting me throughout just talking about some of them Arsenal fans as well, talking about just how good he was and how impressed they were with the way he performed. Yeah, it, it was excellent again. And it's just um, really nice that we've got him until the end of the season. I don't, if we get him beyond this season, it's an absolute bonus, but he's just a joy to watch. And he just gives us so much energy in the side and it gives us a, a real platform to build upon when he's... Um, running um, up the wing and you've got obviously Brennan Johnson in front of him. It's, it's a really ple- um, pleasure to watch at the moment. Both of them performed well that down that right-hand side, didn't they? And Johnson, there's been some question marks over his form recently, but tonight I thought he was looking back to what he can really offer us with that pace and penetration down the right-hand side. Yeah, um, with Brennan Johnson is going to be a young player anyway, so it's an, like an experience learning curve for him, isn't it? He's he's going to have highs and he's going to have lows and probably by his own admission, he hasn't probably been his normal self in recent weeks, but yeah, he's back to his best tonight and um, yeah, he had a, well, everybody had a decent game, but um, he had a, a decent game as well. So yeah, really good performance. And I saw a comment from somebody on Twitter saying that he's probably added a good couple of million onto his asking price on the basis of that performance alone. And same too for Spence, the way that he's now performing so consistently and so well, it, it is a real bonus that we've managed to keep hold of him for, for the remainder of the season. At least it gives us a chance of possibly achieving something come the end of the campaign. Coming on to the midfield then. So Ryan Yates and James Garner in the middle. And I thought neither, neither of them put a foot wrong, did they, in the game? I thought they were both... Just both on it and both excellent. 
Yeah, brilliant. Just like breaking up the uh, play then um, with Ryan Yates, the ball, what he's put into grabbing was excellent. He couldn't put in the cross any better. And then uh, Garner, um, his um, harassing uh, players and everything in terms of uh, getting the ball back for Forrest was a massive bonus um, tonight. And I think I think he had an excellent game, Jack Colback, but um, J- James Garner does a lot of things in front of him and it just like just gives you that bit of assurance that you've got a player who's got that bit of energy and he's got that um, bit of tenacity about him that he's willing to get the ball back and and he had that free kick and from where I was in the Upper Bridgeford and I thought he was in it was a brilliant save by uh, Bern Leno but um, yeah he, he couldn't have hurt that any better and for the goal then we, we're going to talk through it because why not it was a, it was a great goal and a great moment so Ryan Yates charges down the ball in midfield ricochets off him and then it comes back to him as he starts making a run down the right-hand side and he whips this ball across which is well it's perfect for grabbing it's perfect for the defenders can't deal with it it's right in that difficult spot and then grabbing's just running onto it nicely to to prod it home and he he does well there grabbing to control the finish at full stretch and and almost guide it into the back of the net and then he's wheeling away the fans are going wild it was yeah a brilliant moment. Yeah, brilliant goal. And if you look at the cross, it's grabbing goes into uh, like time to uh, perfection because there's just an Arsenal player just in front of him. So he's got to time it right. If he times it wrong, he either misses it or he blazes it over the bar. And it's the top uh, cross from uh, Ryan Yates. And I think since Steve Cooper's come in, he's actually his delivery and his um, passing has been absolutely brilliant since uh, Steve Cooper's come in. And, yeah, if that was in the Premier League, everybody would be raving about it. It was just a top-class cross and Graben does what Graben does nine times out of ten in that position and finishes it off. So, yeah, it was a lovely finish. And then it's just... Um, it's, looking at the game, it was one of those, you know, if Forrest would have... It probably sounds deaf, but if Forrest scored, like, earlier in the game, then that might have put the onus a bit on Arsenal, I think, because it was in the 83rd minute and there wasn't much time left their probably heads have gone because of the atmosphere around the city ground tonight. I think some of their heads dropped thinking we're not going to get anything out of this. And apart from that Eddie Nketiah header, which it didn't really bother Sam um, in goal, then brought Lacazette on, which was a bit strange because when he come on, I would have thought he would have played up front with Nketiah and he played in midfield, which uh, Lacazette's got class. So, yeah, it was just a bit strange that he um, he wasn't up front with Nketiah and went into a midfield road. So, uh, I'm not, to be honest, we can't really complain, can we? No, it's uh, no. The the Inketia one was the big chance. It's nil nil at that point, and if Arsenal score the first goal, then there's every chance that they could go on and win it. Just because it of how Forest it might have knocked the stuffing out of him. You don't know. It's it's a bit of guesswork, but that was a huge a huge opportunity that they missed. Really, at a potential pivotal point of the game. Yeah, the same thing happened last time when the played is at the City Ground 1-4-2 in 2018. Um, I think it was, was it David Vaughan or pe- uh, played a bit of a loose pass and Nketiah's ran onto it. And I think that was at a pivotal stage in the game. Was it like, Forrest were like only 3-2 up or something like that? Yeah. Um, I think... Um, something like that, yeah. Yeah, Jordan Smith's like, is he tipped on the post then? Walcott's tried to score and um, get the rebound and he's hit it straight into the side netting. So, again, tonight that was a pivotal moment and could have been a completely different game if that went in. But, uh, no, it was relatively poor-headed, to be honest. And then, uh, obviously, uh, a few moments later, we uh, we scored and the rest of this history is the same. Yeah, and that was, I think it was coming in that Forrest 
were getting more of a foothold in the game and they were getting stronger and then it culminated in the goal and yeah. After the goal goes in, Arsenal, you'd expect them to come back and it'd be a bit of an onslaught for the last sort of yeah. seven, eight minutes. But um, they weren't as much of a threat in that, in those closing stages. And maybe that's just it. They just didn't have the players on the pitch to really trouble us. Yeah, I think they had, um, uh, I think they had a, a free kick um, from first left hand side and then they had a corner. But apart from that, they didn't really do um, anything to. Um, to threaten for us, really. So, uh, but you look at the side in the pot. I know, um, I know he's um, on international duty with um, Gabon at the moment, um, Abamyang. But apart from that, and the brought Lacazette on, I don't think there's many other players that could have relied on in a attacking threat. Really, um, I can't think of any. Can you think of anybody who could actually come on and do anything apart from Lacazette? No, I think they they kind of threw on all of their options. I mean, they've. I think they've been hit a little bit by COVID and they've yeah. got a couple of players out. And it's almost like uh, when when Forrest scored, it was game over to a degree. Didn't seem that yeah. Arsenal had the fight or desire in them. Kolasinac came on in, in the latter stages when they're chasing a goal. And perhaps that's an indicator really that, that they didn't have that depth to certainly attack-wise to, to really fight back. But the same thing happened when last played Arsenal... Um, when Wenger was manager, he didn't really have much assurance on the bench. I think he only had like um, Danny Welbeck and um, Niketia and Lacazette was on the bench. But apart from that, he didn't have any insurance. And same things happened for us. So um, beating them in the third round and we'll go on to the fourth round. So you can only beat what's put in front of you. And that's exactly, exactly what Forrest have done. Yeah. Look here, and the, the scenes at the final whistle were, were fantastic. Yeah. Players embracing and and the ground erupting. It's yeah. We don't we haven't seen scenes like that very often at Forest in in recent memory. So it's nice it's nice to experience that. And there were a lot of kids in the crowd as well who perhaps were a bit too young even for for twenty eighteen against Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, it's nice having those kind of games and those moments like that. It feels like that those kind of times something's being built again at the club and there's a bit of a surge yeah. going on and people are coming on board and really starting to get behind this team and the manager and everything that's going on at the club at the moment is a real feel-good factor. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's what, 23 years now since we've been in the Premier League and some clubs have been in the Premier League more recently than us and don't get the crowds in. And I mean, there's what, 24,000 there today for whatever reason, Um, it wasn't a full house, but... Yeah, something's building um, here and it's uh, great to see and long may it continue. Just before we wrap up, what would you say was the, the key the key plan, if you like, that, that won the game for Forrest? Perhaps a tactical move or a setup that Steve Cooper in, introduced that, that allowed Forrest to go on and win this game. We mentioned before we started recording about how the Forrest approached the game in different stages. Did you think that that was a plan that was probably put in place from the offset? Um, yeah, I think the first 20 minutes was, was key. Don't lose a goal. But then as soon as that 20 minutes was over, then you can build on that. And with the experience of McKenna in there who's and um, Steve Cook and Worrell, um, it was like, well, this is our line. We're not going to... Nobody's um, we're not going to go any deeper than it. Let them have the ball. Nobody's going to get in behind. And by each 10, 20 minutes that passed in the game... Forest confidence think we can do something here and in the past we've played Premier League clubs we've had a hat full of chances not put them away and 
the Premier League side have had one chance, stuck it away, and we've been knocked out of whatever competition we're in. But tonight, we didn't have many chances, but the one chance what we did get, we put it away. And, uh, and it was brilliant. And, um, and hopefully uh, we can carry on this uh, good run. And it'd be nice to have a cup run, because the last time we had a cup run, I can't, well, it's been so long, I can't remember the last time, but no, it's nice to actually um, have a, um, hopefully have a cup run and see uh, see where it takes us. Definitely, and it's Leicester in the fourth round at home. They are the, the FA Cup holders, and to be honest, we, it would be nice to knock them out as holders, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, they absolutely uh, love to think that the derby is... Leicester Forest and we don't to be honest we don't really give a toss about them really because their nearest local rivals are, are Coventry and um, we all know in the East Midlands that it's all about uh, Forest Derby who we've got in a couple of weeks so um, so yeah they're itching to get a rivalry going and like, we're, we're not, we don't really care about them really but um, it'd be nice to beat them and the last time we beat the FA Cup holders was Arsenal a few years ago, so it'd be nice to do the same thing to Leicester at the start of February. It would be. And looking back on the performance today and perhaps what Forrest can take from it now into the next couple of league games, it's Millwall away coming up next weekend. Do you think that this kind of result in the Cup can now give Forrest a kick again as they come back into, into league form? Yeah, definitely, because you can see that they they've got quality on the pitch and on the day. For, um, I'm not saying they're, they're a match for the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, or Man City, but if everybody's at it, then I can't see why not. We can go on like a bit of a run now, and um, a Millwall is never the easiest place to go. You could be in the Premier League, and they could be in League One, and it's still not an easy game to go to to the new den. But um, no, this has given us like a. Um, a bit of confidence after like a couple of iffy games over the Christmas period. So fingers crossed we can um, build upon it now and uh, see where it takes us. And hopefully the odd couple of signings can really improve us and see where it takes us over the next few months. Thanks, Tom. And we will be back with you with a report for the Millwall game next weekend. We've also got our big pod just around the corner. So make sure that you're following our feed, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and keep up to date with the latest match reports and events from the city ground. Until next time, thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.